0: All right, we start hour number two. What's going on? Welcome to the program. I'm Jim Rome. Let me start hour number two by saying this quick disclaimer. This next take is graphic in nature. This next take is graphic in nature. If you're the type to get squeamish, you might want to turn away for a couple of minutes. I never want to turn anybody away, but I want to be real and I want to be transparent. This next take is graphic in nature. If you think that sometimes I'm over the top, or you're afraid that I might turn the clock back and be that guy, then you might want to sit this one out. So I touched on this, but let me reset this very quickly. And you have your phone number, so you know where to find me. I'm not hard to find. I want to get ahead of this before it gets too far out in front of me. I saw this last night. I know you saw it. Whenever I see something, my immediate thought is, what's my take? Will that work on the show? And then ultimately I'll get around to what's their take and how hard are they going to push me to talk about it? And then I make my decision. I know you clones. I know what you think before you think it. So when I saw this, I thought it was pretty terrifying. So a couple of weeks ago, yes, I threw out that the fam and I were giving great consideration to hitting up Eagle River, Wisconsin for Christmas. Christmas in Wisco. Something we've never done before, ever. Now, you know how I like to get down. It's pretty clear how I get down during the holidays. And that's down south. I go to Mexico. We're Cali natives. Ever since we sold our place in Montana, we have been chasing sun, not snow at the end of the year. That's just how we do it. That's what our family does. It was Cabo back in the day, and more recently it's been Puntamita. That's how we get down during the holidays. That's how the Rome family does Christmas. We chase sun, not snow. Except this year. DJ, Dodger Jano, DJ and I are deciding if we want to mix it up. We figure, you know what? How can we keep saying no without trying it? And she's much more open to these things than I am. In fact, she's been in Wisconsin in the snow. I haven't. So I think to myself, we have a house. I bet it's gorgeous. I mean, cold as hell, but I bet that whole frozen lake thing. I mean, I got to see this myself. We have a house on a chain of lakes, and everybody's telling me, you know, you can drive your car on that lake. I'm like, that's incredible. How could you freeze? How cold would it have to be to freeze a body of water that large? This is not a small lake. It's a chain of lakes, miles and miles of water. So I think to myself, we have the house. Nobody's in the house. Let's experience a true white Christmas. We haven't done that in years. Everybody's always telling us, you got to come, you got to come, you got to come. Come on out. It's beautiful. Snowmobiling, ice fishing, snowboarding, skiing, ice skating. You'll love it. Your boys will love it. Come experience it. So I'm like, you know what? We got to try it. That's what we're going to do. An Eagle River Christmas. We bought the tickets. It's going down. Uh, at least I thought so. Until I saw this. I was all on board for a white Christmas until I saw this last night. And I ran right to DJ telling her, cancel the flights. Cancel the flights. I don't care if we can't get our money back. Cancel the flights. Get get our asses to Mars.
1: Get your ass to Mars.
0: Or Mexico. Check this bleep out. A Swedish cross-country skier, Cal Halfarson, was quote left fearing for his manhood as he sustained a frozen penis in a World Cup event in Finland. End of quote. That's a published account. I didn't just say that. A frozen penis. Cal told the media he had to spend 10 minutes heating his appendage in a tent where the competitors warm up post-race. Quote, I have frozen my penis for real. Damn, I had to lie in there for 10 minutes to warm it up. It hurts so damn much. It's terrible. It's lucky that I'm going to have my second child because this is going to be difficult in the future if I'm going to continue like this. End of quote. That's coming from the guy. Those are his words. So, hearing that, what do I think? (laughs) Hearing that, what do I think? That's like a world-class athlete with a frozen penis. What chance do I stand? What do I think? I'll tell you what I think. I think, oh, hell no. You expect me to spend Christmas in freezing-ass Wisco after hearing something like this. Seems to me. Finland and Wisconsin might as well be the same place in December. But as cold. So cold that your stick turns into an icicle? This right here. This right here is my biggest fear. My dude Cal said it straight up. Quote, It's lucky that I'm going to have my second child because this is going to be difficult in the future if I'm going to continue like this. End of quote. And listen, I'm not looking to have any more kids. I'm done. I've been done. I'm not looking to have any more kids. No offense, Alvin. I'm not looking to have any more kids, but nor am I looking for it to shatter into a million pieces. And I would imagine neither is Dr. Janow. So I showed the story to her, and, you know, I pleaded my case. This is why we need to spend Christmas in Mexico like we always have, not Wisconsin. And I presented the frozen penis argument. DJ whips around and says to me, and I quote, "Ah!" First time she's ever hit me with my own manual buzzer. And then chased it with a, too bad, toughen up, you know, toughen up. Pack your long underwear, you'll be fine. I said, sweetheart,
2: pack your bags.
0: You know, the frozen popsicle. Sweetheart. Affects me, but it affects you too. Are you sure you want this? She didn't seem to care. Once DJ gets something in her head, forget about it. Forget about it. She's all about the Wisco Christmas. Bottom line, we are going to Wisco for Christmas. And there's nothing I could say or do to talk her off that. So I'm going to have to have a conversation with somebody. Probably my dude, Cal. Have him walk me through all the precautions. I should, I should talk to him about everything that has to be done to avoid the dreaded frozen stick. I'm sure Cal knows. At this point, he knows he suffered it. He survived it. He could probably give me all the do's and don'ts when it comes to frozen appendages. Hell, you know, I'm going to reach out to my guy, Woody. See if my man Woody has any advice. Knowing Woody, though, dude probably walks around shirtless in the freezing cold. Probably doesn't even pack a jacket when he goes ice fishing. Me, on the other hand... I'm going to do everything in my power. If I can't cancel this trip, if I can't get Dodger Jano off this trip, I'm going to do everything in my power to keep my unit from turning into a damn bomb pop. Never forget, I nearly died on air covering the AFC championship game in Kansas City a few years back. If I don't make it back from my vacation to start 2024, you will know why. In fact, why do we even need to do it? If this is what's going to happen, and we already know the result, why don't we just cut out the middleman? Why don't we save the travel money? Why don't we save all the effort, cut out the middleman, I will stay home, jump into a freezer, and just Ted Williams my junk right here in Cali. Get the damn thing over with. We'll save on travel. I won't come back in 2024 with some embarrassing story about how I lost my iPad or my phone on the flight, and just accept that if frozen penis is inevitable, why not just sit back and enjoy it? Inevitable. Thing is, like, I talked myself into it. I was all about it. I was all about it until I saw that story. And the all started hit me up last night. Hey, Rome. Hey, Rome. Yeah, yeah, I know. I've seen it. The dude with the frozen junk. I know. I know. You're not telling me anything... I don't already know. Ed PC, true story. This dude. A frozen stick. Equally true story. I will come back from Wisco with a frozen stick. Why be on the air? I don't know. I don't know. I'm telling you, once Janet gets things like that in her head, there's no talking her off it. We're going. She's not... I mean, even if the tickets were refundable, she's going. And if she's going and the kids are going, I'm going but I would be the only one who comes back with a frozen appendage. Guarantee that. Stucknut. (laughs) Look at Stucknut. He's Stucknut. Stucknut writes, this is your first frozen penis take since Walt Disney. You would know, nut. You would know, nut, better than me. You do chronicle everything that happens on this program. PCB Free 61 Give me back my son, give me back my son s u n son Rome after spending Christmas in Eagle River we're different and not in a good way here in Socal if it rains, we're like give give us back our son, but give I'm supposed to go to Eagle son! River there'll be no sun, there'll be no sun I don't know i again I've been in the snow. we used to go to Montana every single year I don't know why it feels different this time, maybe it's that story i Maybe because we've been going to Mexico. I really don't know. This dude has some advice for me. Tom in Charleston. What's going on, Tom? How are you?
1: I'm doing good, Jim. Jim,
0: <clears throat> I do a lot of running in the winter time, And it doesn't get cold here very much. But when it does, we use a willy warmer. you has got to go on Google and search it. All right, dude. I think I won't be doing that a willy warmer I don't know I don't know the product but unless the willy warmer is an actual oven I don't think it's going to work I don't think a little stick stick mitten is going to fix this problem I need some I need more than that. By the way, for all of me, but especially for that, is it really worth the risk? Maybe like a mini electric blanket? Maybe maybe a little microwave oven? I don't know. I'm going to have this conversation with Jano again. Like, is it really worth the, quote, memories? Is it really worth the risk? You know, And then what happens? What happens if it's not that, but in trying to prevent that, something terrible happens? What happens if I catch on fire from that mini electric blanket that gets wet? Then what? There's Dodger Jano out there in the middle of the lake with a fire extinguisher. I'm trying to get there. Anybody else have any advice for me? I, just, I saw that story and I'm like, whoa. Hadn't really thought about that. In fact, I try never to think about it after that extremely traumatic event at Arrowhead. Like, I'm still not right from that game. Honestly, I don't have full feeling in my fingers from that game. and That was years ago. And I was only outside for a couple hours. What happens when I go to Wisconsin for an entire week? I don't know. We'll see. When we come back, we'll talk some SMU football. Head coach there is Rhett Lashley. They're having a huge year. And they've got a big game coming up this weekend. Rhett Lashley coming up next. George Kittle next hour. So I've got a question for you. Why is Old Trapper Beef Jerky pretty much the best thing ever? Well, it is. And it starts with the fact that it's a family business. That is responsible for it. A family business which stands by quality and produces the world's finest beef jerky. Do not be fooled by other brands. All beef jerky is not the same. Make sure you choose Old Trapper. You can actually see the quality right through their clear view packages. They're iconic in that way. Every single bite of Old Trapper is tender. It's never tough because they use just the best ingredients. They don't have to. They could save money on the ingredients that they use, but the product wouldn't be nearly what it is. They're going all in. They're taking a big swing every single time. That's what makes it the best. 4 mouthwatering flavors as well. Just pick the one you like best. If you're not sure which one, go with a four-ounce bag and get one of each. That's how I started. Now I know what I like, so I load it up instead with the 18-ounce bag. But what I do is I bounce back and forth among the four, but always with the 18. If you don't see it, ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares Old Trapper, what is your beef? You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. George Kittle coming up next hour. I want to talk about the Lakers and the Clippers. Haven't checked in on the L.A. hoop squads in a while. They didn't have good nights. That's also coming up a little bit later on. Maybe you saw that story about Mike McDaniel. And Al Michaels had told the story about Mike McDaniel and how he met his wife and how he had threatened a player that he was coaching that, hey, get off her, get away from her on the dance floor if you want to keep your job. And, of course, the Internet did what the Internet does. And ran with that and made something out of a big ass nothing burger. I mean, honestly, he he Mike McD really is the epitome of we're lucky he even performs for us bastards. Leave that guy alone. There's nobody like him. And yet that got away. Please. So I'll get to that too. But as promised, we are joined right now by the head football coach. At SMU, he is in his second season. Saturday, the Mustangs beat Navy 59-14 to for their eighth consecutive win. SMU is 10-2 and overall. They're 8-0 in conference play. They're ranked 25th in this week's AP poll, and they play number 17 Tulane. Saturday in the AAC title game at 4 p.m. Eastern, we are joined by Rhett Lashley. Rhett, great to have you on the show. How are you?
2: Hey, Jim. Doing great. Glad to be be playing football the week after Thanksgiving.
0: Well, that's the truth, right? And you got a big game coming up. Listen, I get that it's all about team, but I want to start with the news regarding your contract extension because that was announced yesterday. What is it about this school, Rhett, and the community that made you want to commit long term after your name had actually been linked to a number of pretty high-profile coaching openings?
2: Yeah, I think it's it's several things. You know, one, it's just it's a it's a really exciting time here at SMU. Probably as exciting as it's been in 40 years when, you know, Eric Dickerson and people like that were playing here. And, um, you know, we we feel like we've been winning now five straight years going to a bowl game. The team we have this year has been a lot of fun. But, you know, we're going into the ACC next year, and we're building a brand-new over $100 million football facility in our end zone that we'll be moving into this summer. And, you know, there's a, a major commitment from our president, our board, everyone to just, you know, SMU, we feel like with our past belongs on the national stage, playing at the highest level. And there's a massive commitment to do that. And then you're here in Dallas, Texas and you know, we're the only division one school within 30 miles of Dallas. And, um, we just feel like from a recruiting standpoint, it's a great deal. My family loves it here. And so when you do this coaching deal long enough, you know, my boys, I got twin boys that are 13 years old and they've, they've moved eight times. And so. You know, if you can find stability at a place you wanna be that you feel like you can win and it's gonna support you and your staff and you got good kids and then why wouldn't you stay?
0: SMU head football coach Rhett Lashley joining us. You know, Rhett, what you say is not hyperbole because the fact is you are doing things that have not been done in forty years. As an example, you're preparing to play in SMU's first AAC championship game and could reach 11 wins for the first time since 1983 when Eric Dickerson and Craig James made up the iconic Pony Express backfield. Look, I understand that you have serious work and opportunities still in front of you, but what are you most proud of as it relates to this team thus far?
2: You know, what I'm really proud of is, is you know, we went out in the offseason and we felt like we had to fix our defense. You know, that's what you just said. We haven't had a top 40 defense in 40 years. So there's a lot of reasons that maybe we've been really good on offense but we haven't been able to break through on a championship level and that has a lot to do with it and now we're sitting here with the defense that finished first in our league in most categories and is top 15 in the country in scoring defense total defense and in many other categories and I think you know we went out we felt like we did that we felt like we had a good team there was actually some expectations on our team this year and they've met it just week after week they were able to stay present go 8-0 in the league put themselves in a championship game and I think that, uh, that's probably the most rewarding part is that you, you felt like you had a team that could do it, but so many times in life, right, there's potential that's not met, and our guys lived up to that, and so I think that's what's really cool.
0: Rhett Lashley is joining us. I mean, so many good things, right? All that said, though, your starting quarterback, Preston Stone, was dealt some major adversity, as was the team when he suffered that broken leg, which ends his season. How has he been processing that, and how have his teammates responded and rallied around him?
2: you know, it's disappointing for him. Uh, we hate it for him because he had such a good year. And really, probably the last two halves of football he played were maybe his best of the year. His second half at Memphis was, was incredible. And then the first half last week, I mean, we went into halftime with 52 points. and I think we had 42 of it when he got hurt. And so I just think he was really starting to grow. You know, first year as a starter, playing in his 11th and 12th game down the stretch, you could just really see things starting to click. And Um, So really disappointed for him. Uh, He's handling it really well. You know, he's bummed. He's disappointed. He's optimistic. He knows he'll be back with us, you know, in four to six months. It's his long-term prognosis he'll be 100% fine. But, you know, he got us to this point. Uh, I think he's disappointed he can't, can't finish it with us. But I think the cool thing about our team is it's been a team all year. You know, like I said, our defense has been really good. We've got over twenty guys on our team with over twenty tackles, but not one of them in the top twenty five in our conference in tackles. Hmm. Like that's what a team defense has been. And on offense, we're not gonna have one guy make all conference of any level in our league. We don't we've had one guy have a one hundred yard game this year in receiving. Yet we've got eight guys with over three hundred yards receiving. No one else in the country has more than five. So like we've just done it by a next man up team approach all year and uh, we believe in kevin jennings we feel like we have a backup that's a starter quality guy and uh we have all the confidence in the world he'll step right in and the team will just continue to do what they've done all year
0: smu head football coach Rhett lashley joining us you know i was going to ask you about him next he is your backup kevin jennings so you already announced that he'll be the starter on saturday what dimension does the redshirt freshman bring to the offense what distinguishes
2: him yeah i mean that's On one hand, you know, we don't really have to change who we are on offense, which is really good when your backup comes in and you feel like your offensive identity doesn't have to change. Kevin's really athletic. Um, He's got a big arm. I mean, he can throw it now. And so, you know, probably for people who aren't familiar with him stylistically, he might remind you of like a Malik Cunningham that played at Louisville a couple years back. I mean, he's just really smooth, really athletic, but he's a quarterback and he can throw it. And he's been in some big moments in his first year and a half. Here he's a redshirt freshman. Last year he didn't play more than four games, but he had to come in twice last year and finish out a whole half of football for us against Tulsa and then came in for one drive against Memphis and led us on a 90 yard touchdown drive. You know, and then this year he had to come in in the fourth quarter of our game against Rice and lead us on a late scoring drive. So he's been in some pressure moments. Um, we have full confidence in him. You know, he won, um, Dallas. independent school district's first state championship in over 60 years his senior year in high school Hmm. for South Oak Cliff High School so he knows how to win and he knows how to handle pressure
0: all right you mentioned it but on top of all this the program is getting ready to transition to the ACC next season the university announced it had raised 100 million dollars in a span of seven days to support that move to the ACC so how much does that reinforce to your players that they're part of a marquee program that has the resources to compete with pretty much anybody
2: yeah it's huge. I mean, you asked why would I want to stay and and now, why would players want to come here? It's what you just said. I mean, when you feel like there's genuine support and commitment behind your program and behind giving you what you need to compete at the highest level, then you feel like if you believe in yourself, you can go out and achieve those goals and dreams and so um, I think it speaks volumes for where just we are as a as a university and as a program that again. You know, we have a rich history. We've got claimed three national titles, 111 conference titles back in the day, but haven't done it in 40 years. But at that point, we were in the Southwest Conference. We were in a, quote, power league. We were, on you know, on the same level as everyone else in the country. Um, We haven't been there. And so now that we're back going to that stage, I just think there's such a commitment to try to give us everything we can to continue to grow and develop our program back to the level that we feel like we um, should have the opportunity to belong at, and that's on the national stage. And so um we got a lot of generous people that want us to be successful because they love us and they care about the school and they care about our football program and all athletics which you know as you know are a flagship for any university and so it's just an exciting time
0: no doubt rep before you go what about this weekend you're getting ready for tulane the conference championship game i spoke with willie fritz a couple of weeks back obviously he's done an incredible job with green wave you didn't play them this season but they beat the Mustangs 59-24 two years ago. What are the biggest challenges that defending AAC champs present to you in this matchup?
2: Yeah, I mean, you said it best. What Willie's done the last two years is like 22-3 and three or something. I mean, it's incredible. And, uh, you know, the turnaround he's made there, I think their quarterback, Michael Pratt, and their defense has really been what changed things starting last year. And you're right, we went down there last year. Uh, we weren't the same team we are now, but that was by far our worst game of the year, and they put it on us really good. And so, uh, you know, I think it's our guys are excited to get an opportunity to go play them again. Um, They are the Divinity Champs, and rightfully so. You know, I think uh, we're going to have to play really good. There's The teams really kind of mirror image each other. We have the top two defenses in the league. Um, We both have good offenses. You know, I think what Willie's done as a coach speaks for itself. Um, So our team's excited to go down there and hopefully give them a better game than we did last year. But I I think the most important thing is you got two teams with 10-plus wins, undefeated in the league, we played good people. We played at OU and at TCU. They played Ole Miss. And I don't think there's any question that whoever wins that game should be in a New Year's Six Bowl just for the sheer fact that there's no one else in the, quote, group of five that has the resume that these two teams have. So. Should be a great game, and and we're excited for the opportunity to go down there and play at their home turf.
0: Should be a great game. Looking forward to it. you got a couple of top 25 teams also playing for the conference championship game. SMU having a big season. Rhett Lashley with a new contract, too, is their head coach. Rhett, really good to visit with you. I know it's an enormous week for you and the program. Great to have you on the show. Thanks so much.
2: Thanks, Jim. Always good to be with you. You
0: too. Rhett Lashley joining us. It's a good move by them to lock him up. And as I mentioned, they're getting ready to go into the ACC. He talked about the new facility they're building. There's a lot of money there, a lot of history, a lot of talent in their backyard. And they're playing ball. Really good matchup. We already talked about Willie Fritz and the job he's doing at Tulane. He's doing an amazing job there. I like that game a lot. Looking at it right now, because the coaches don't get involved in this sort of thing. Let's see. Tulane minus five. Tulane minus five at home. Good matchup. 1-800-636-8686. All right, coming up next hour, George Kittle. Can't wait for that. He's always great to talk to. A lot of you cold weather clones are giving me advice. Great, I'll take it. I'll take any advice I can because Dodger Janet was not changing plans. We're going. We are going to spend Christmas in Wisconsin for the first time ever. So if you've got some advice, I'll take it. When we come back, I might open it up to you, or I might just talk Laker Clipper Ball. Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. Did you know Discover wants everybody to feel special? That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations do apply. Listen, before I get into some of this reaction, you know I've been in the cold before, right? It's not my first time of being in cold weather. Really cold weather. So before you come at me with, yeah, Rome, you have no idea. I have an idea, which is why I'm kind of tripping right now. This is one of those things where it sounds like a good idea in the middle of summer, and all of a sudden you wake up and it's the end of November, and it's reality. It's like, here we are. Here the bleep, we are. We're really going through with
1: here this.
0: we are. Here the f- we But keep are. in mind, we owned a home in Big Sky, Montana for more than a decade. I spent many a Christmas in... In Big Sky, Montana. And not just in the house or in the lodge, but on the mountain. Sub-zero temps. I know. I know what it's like. This is why I'm tripping. I'm concerned. So I'm saying, all right, what do you got? I just see this story about this athlete who had a frozen stick. And I'm like, if it can happen to him, it can happen to me. If it can happen to him, it will happen to me. What do I do? This guy writes, Jimmy. And this guy's from Wisconsin. Jimmy. Do you know what you, Dodger Jano, and Rogan Loam – hey, yo, Jake's part of this too. Let me just stop you there. Jake went to the University of Wisconsin-Madison. I think he's got a pretty good idea. Do you know what you, Dodger Jano, and Rogan Loam are getting yourselves into? Has Jake briefed you on what you could be up against this Christmas up in Northern Scotty? Welcome to minus 20 below, my friend. Actual air temperature, not wind chill. Below. It's going to be so cold that you are going to hear the ice moan. That's right, Jim. Ice, ice actually moans. It is inevitable and certainly something that you and your family will remember for a long, long time. Yeah, that won't be the only thing moaning. Inevitably. Ice moans. Sticks moan. Tom and Spooner. That dude's just putting it straight. Like, you're going to remember that long, long time. Oh, well, I know. Which is why I'm trying to get out of it. Ryan writes, I ran cross country in northern Idaho during the fall and early winter. I've been in that poor sweet shoes. I don't know if... You've ever recovered from near frostbite, but it's excruciating. Much less in that appendage. Worst pain ever. Best advice? Layers, layers, layers. All right, my man, fine. But how do you layer, layer, layer the appendage? That's what we're talking about here, right? 49er girl wants in. She writes, had to laugh about the memory of your Casey adventure. It was like yesterday. That was nothing. Happy winter. Signed Bumble, AKA the Abominable Snow Monster. War Lady Clones. I know. This much I know. Hey, remember the coldest day of my life the first time around was actually spent en route to Wisconsin. When I spent the night in Minneapolis because we got snowed in on the way to the tour stop. That was the coldest night I've ever spent in a hotel room. I mean, ice on the inside of the room on the window. I'd never seen that before. It's a California native. No heat in the room. And there was, I mean, literally the window was frozen on the inside. You know, I'm not like the the kids. The kids love to turn the temps down to like the 60s, the 50s when they sleep at night. Every time I go down to the basement... When we're in Eagle River, it's like 58 degrees. I'm like, what are you kids doing, man? Never mind, do I have to pay for all that? What's the point? The colder, the better for them. They love it. I'm not built for that. Jew in L.A., West L.A. to be exact. If only that Swedish skier had a Deion Sanders hot dog cooker on hand.
2: The Deion Sanders hot dog express is perfect for anybody who wants to have delicious fancy hot dogs.
0: I thought that last segment was just going to be about Rick in Buffalo at home games, a.k.a. a frozen penis.
1: Who loves you, baby?
0: Signed, Andy in Portland. Dang, Andy. He, for some reason, warred James Kelly. Madron Matt writes, Keeping little Jimmy warm... Is all about blood flow. The master of blood flow is on the other side of the glass. Come on, on! James and Portland drop. Thanks, Matt. That made it better. Hey, Rome slice. I swear to God, it's not VD. It's frostbite. Regards, the frozen penis guy. Great job, Jeff. G off. I almost called you Jeff. See what I mean? I'm freaking out. I almost called that guy Jeff. Let's try the phones. Uh, I've got George Kittle coming up at 1120. Chris in Michigan City says he's got some advice for dealing with the elements. What's going on, Chris? How are you? Good,
2: Jim. Thanks for the vine. Thank you, dude. Hey, man, you really should just sell the house, Jim, honestly. I mean, you dig the summer times up here. But, you know, those of us who live up here all
1: year long, we dig every season. So, you know, I know you keep talking about the stick and it's going to get frozen. But in reality, Jim, it's a frozen
2: turtle on an interstate in rush hour. You just got to put up with it, man. So sell the house, get you a condo down in cartel country, and pray to God you don't get kidnapped. I'm out. Well,
0: there's that. <laughs> there's that. There's <laughs> that. His advice for dealing with the cold is, you're not built for it, sell the house, go to Mexico, and pray that you don't get killed. Yeah, I don't know. That's not the best advice I've heard, Chris. I mean, I am soliciting advice. The thing is, the house still works even if I don't live there full time. You know, that's the whole notion of a vacation home. There's going to come a time where if I hold on to that house, and you never know because... We've sold every house, (laughs) but if I hold on to that house, that there could come a time in my life, no time soon, because as much as you might want to run me off or you think that I'm going to shut it down, I'm doubling down. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to do this for the next 15 years plus. I'm not kidding. Write that down. Mark that down. You can hold me accountable to that. I'm not going anywhere, so I can't be there full time, but there may come a time in my life where I could spend X amount of months out of the year there. I Put it this way, I could spend three months out of the year in Eagle River, easy, easy. Lake life? Are you kidding? Lake life is awesome. Those three months, though, will not include December, January, and February. No, I'm not looking to sell the house. The house is incredible. The summer is incredible. I would imagine the fall is amazing. I just don't need to be there in the winter, man. It's what people do, right? In the winter, unless you ski and you're about that life, you hunt sun, and then the summer, you go to these places. Yeah, so I'm not going to do that. The, the, the idea is not to sell the house and go, quote, to Mexico and hope that the cartel doesn't kill me. The hope is to go to Wisconsin for one week and not have my stick die and not have the winter kill my stick. That's the hope. I'm not giving up on the house. I might just give up on December at that house. Come on, man. I need better advice than that. 1-800-636-8686. Great take. Just don't come, dude. Oh, and sell your house. Don't come is different than sell your house. Get a condo in Mexico and hope that you don't die from the cartel. Oh, good idea, bro. I think I'll do that. I think I'll run that by DJ when I get home. Hey, I came up with something. We we don't need to go to Wisconsin, wait, wait, wait. We don't need to go to Wisconsin, but a caller had a great idea. We can sell the house that you love, where you want to build memories for your kids and grandkids. We sell that house and we get a condo in Mexico and hope that we don't die. I like that. Good plan. Good plan. All right, this guy's in Wisconsin. Hopefully he's got better advice. Rob in Wisco. What's going on, Rob? How are you?
1: Hey, good afternoon, Jim. Hey, and thanks for uh, letting me on the show. I've lived in northern states my entire life, and I've got some tips for you. Good. And just to to lend my credibility, the coldest air temp I have ever seen was 44 below zero. That particular day, it got up to a high of minus 27. My dog wasn't real happy. But here's some tips. If you drive a diesel, make sure you buy the right fuel, or your diesel will turn to jelly. And that's not a joke. I've actually seen gasoline turn to jelly. Um, as far as staying warm, well, first of all, it gets dark. Uh, Eagle River, December, you're probably looking at sundown at about 410 in the afternoon, and about sunrise at about eight in the morning. So you've got a long, long, cold night. Um, wear lots of layers. A lot of guys that go to Lambo for football games slip on some adult absorbent garments under their snowmobile suits. That way they don't have to take it out and risk freezing. It just stays in, and the diaper gives you an extra layer of protection. So those are some tips from an experienced northerner.
0: My man, I appreciate it so much, Rob. Thank you. All right, so he just said it straight up that when you go to Lambo, throw on the adult garments, the adult diapers. That way you don't have to break it out and risk something bad happening, and you can just go where you go. Remember, I told you that story, too. I've actually been to Lambo in December. I know what it's like to be cold. I didn't really understand layering, but I understood fat. I understood fat people. I understood how happy I was that I had a couple of tubos on either side of me. At first, I wasn't that happy until I realized how warm they were keeping me. Then I got really comfortable. Then when one of them took off to hit the concession stand, I'm like, yo, 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 where are you going, big man? Where are you going? I'm freezing. You know what? This is not making it better. This is actually tripping me out even more. Diesel turns to jelly? If diesel turns to jelly, what happens to the stick? Gasoline turns (laughs) to jelly? Is that a real thing? Well, thankfully, we don't have diesel. He said the sun goes down like at 410. You know, here in Cali, it does too. When the clocks change, it does not stay light that much later. Of course, it never hits minus 44 here in SoCal. That's not good. See, when we go to Eagle River in the summer, you don't see sun down until like 9 p.m. I'm not used to 4 p.m. Not good. That's going to be tough. 1-800-636-8686. All right. That does not need to be the only topic. I do want to talk about the Lakers and that beatdown that Philly put on them last night. Also, the Clippers, another bad game, and another bad game for the fat suit, who all of a sudden is not talking about how he is a system. He's talking about how he's a team guy. I want to talk about Mike McDaniel, too. You know, Al Michaels, in the midst of a blowout, tells this funny story, and then the Internet runs with said funny story and turns it into something that it's not. And normally you think you can ignore something like that, but McDaniel actually had to address it. Actually had to address it. Because the Internet did Internet things. I want to get to that story, too. George Kittle coming up at 1120. Hey, Jim. A frozen penis is better than nothing. Signed, John Wayne Bobbitt. Yeah, I think now that I'm getting on these Bobbitt references, I think the topic has uh, pretty much jumped the segment. We're done. Now I'm done. Let's see here. Rome. Willie Warmer? What's this mate talking about? Regards, the rubadonga. All right, there Robidonga. you go. Robidonga. Thank you, Abby. Hey, Abby, you don't need to hit it twice because it took you so long to play it once. All right, when we come back.
2: Robidonga.
0: Thank you, Abby. Hour number three. It's wide open 1 800 636 8686. Anyway, that just came up because I saw that story last night and I thought it was good. I thought I was ready until I saw what that guy dealt with and then it scared me. What do you do? When we come back. Third Hour, George Kittle, and more. Stay tuned.